everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. And welcome inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg reminding you to subscribe, rate, and review to the College Football Film Room Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from now as the weather heats up the summer months approaching it is the middle of june chris and recruiting is as hot as ever right now oh it is it's it's really become a huge recruiting month why well the early signing day in december kind of pushes things up but in concert with that is this is where you have all these junior camps around college campuses and they're used as a recruiting uh, function so Kids that have been offered, they'll come in. Um, uh, usually kind of schools hope they can seal the deal. In some cases, it's a kid that maybe they like, but they haven't offered because they want to see them in person. And some make it a requirement, need to see you at a camp before we offer you. Come to camp, offer the kid or not, make that decision. Um, so it is a huge month. month. And I, I tell you, Alabama got another big commitment this week and Will Anderson, a defensive end. They are doing a lot to try to improve their edge rush ability. Uh, we saw that in the uh, championship game, uh, their inability to rush the passer in the fourth quarter. Uh, Will Anderson's another big get for them. Uh, it, they're up to like 19 commitments already. Class almost done, Scott. Uh, mm. Zach Evans, the big running back maybe best running back in the country from the state of Texas. Uh, it looks like Georgia, Alabama. I think Alabama's the favorite. Um, they got a commitment from his teammate, Damian George. It's supposed to be a package deal with them. We'll see how it plays out. Top 10 player overall, but he had a recent visit, really likes, uh, likes it there. Uh, across the state, big week for Auburn. Uh, they received two big-time verbal commitments from two outstanding linebackers, Cameron Riley, Oklahoma A&M, a lot of top five power guys, 6'4", 210, can really run. He's going to be a 225-pound guy when it's all said and done, but a guy that can really run, play in pursuit, and I think be a real good rusher at the next level. And then Trenton Simpson, another four-star guy that uh, was recruited uh, by everybody. Charlotte, North Carolina, big get for them, away from North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Auburn, uh, really good uh, week for them. Another guy that can run, really good physical tackle. And then Notre Dame got a good verbal commitment from a big tackle, Michael Carmody. Uh, really impressive young player. Moves very well. He's a basketball guy that uh, plays football and uh, is, I think, going to be a really good player at the next level. And out in the West Coast, uh, can't uh, forget them. Washington got a really good four-star tackle. Uh, and Roger Rosengarden, uh, 6'7", 275. Uh, came down to Washington and Oregon. Uh, really athletic guy that has really good feet. So some big-time programs along with many others. And, of course, we got tons more of those commitments 
on LandryFootball.com. But those are some guys that over the past week, Scott, uh, really uh, were big gets for the respective programs. You know, you mentioned Auburn, and and right now, depending on where you look, they're like 15, 16, 17 in terms of uh, class rankings for 2020. The two linebackers that they just recently got verbals from and Cam Riley and, and Trenton Simpson, these is this defensive unit now for 2020 shaping up to be the type of hype that would propel them higher in the rankings? Like, are they, are they now getting more love than what they were initially getting after getting these kids? Well, I think what it is with a lot of these rankings, you got to keep in mind, it's based on numbers. Mm -hmm. So if you've got 19 commitments at this point, you're going to have a significantly higher ranking than if you got nine commitments. But the nine may be really, really good. And if you end up building towards it, absolutely. So there's, Uh listen, I think. Yeah, so Auburn only has, Auburn has 11 commits right now. Alabama's got like 20. Correct. So there's now Alabama's got the quality and a lot of them committed. There's no question. They've got a better class going. There's no question that Clemson's got a better class going, but uh, it does it. The quality of Auburn's class is really good. They're going to be replacing a lot of defensive front guys off of this year. It's defensive front is what I think it's a very, very good defensive front uh, at Auburn this year. They're going to lose a number of those guys. So absolutely. Do I think Auburn can have a top 10 class? Uh, absolutely. I think it can, but they have more work to do with, uh, with a lot, a lot more commitment still yet to get. And then we don't want to, I hate to say it, but what type of season do they have? Is mm-hmm. Gus Malzahn coaching them? I mean, how many of these guys stay with it? These are storylines that we really can't get into now because we really don't have the answer to. There's some instability. Let's just call it at Auburn that uh, if they don't win nine games or more, there's probably going to be a, a lot of sentiment inside that administration to make a move. So what does this mean for this recruiting class? Well, don't know. Don't money. don't know how many of them will open their recruitment or stick with it. Um, that's the remains to be seen. Well, there's a nice story on the recruiting trail and it has to do with Arkansas head coach, Chad Morris, who may have found his future quarterback and he has to look no further than his own living room. His son Chandler Morris has chosen to go to Arkansas to play for his dad, as opposed to Clemson, Auburn and Oklahoma, choosing to stay close to his dad and play at Arkansas. Well, uh, not surprising. Uh, really a talented kid is not one of these. Listen, and, and it's always difficult um, to play for your dad, to coach your son. Um, this is not one of those cases where, you know, he's a decent little player and he's, he's a four-star kid. Um, as you mentioned, other big time schools were very interested. Clemson had a scholarship offer for him. Now, does it mean that he was you know, going to eventually be the starter there. Don't know. No. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, if you look at the, the, the time frame of who they've recruited, maybe not, but a really good get for Arkansas and one that, um, listen, that's always a personal situation, whether you want to, you know, I think you want to get coached by your dad, but is it the right thing? I mean, all those things kind of play into it, but uh, he's Rick Chandler's a really good quarterback. And, um, uh, Arkansas has got a ways to go. You know, they're doing such a good job recruiting, but we talk about this all the time, Scott is, you know, in, in that division, in that conference alone, mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking up at Alabama, you're looking up at LSU, you're looking up at Auburn, you're looking up at A&M. I mean, those four schools clearly are recruiting better players and at Arkansas, they're doing a great job. I mean, great. Like maybe top 15 class in the country. 
and it'll be fifth in their own division. That just gives you an idea. How much ground do you make up? Yeah. And when you think about it, so it's going to be quite the challenge. Uh, but they they are doing a good job, and Chandler is just a, another uh, another positive for it. Yeah. One final recruiting note for the class of 2020. Um, what are we hearing on linebacker Justin Flo? Uh, he is undecided right now, and you know he's got offers. Obviously, Alabama, Clemson, Auburn. I mean, everyone's after this kid. He's from California, uh, but is is Alabama, is Nick Saban going to lock this kid down? I don't know. I don't have a feel for his uh, favorites. I mean, there are a number of schools. I don't have a feel for mm-hmm. who's the team to beat. Um, he's a very talented kid, no doubt. But, um, you know, we try to keep up to date at LandryFootball.com when they take visits or make any indication of, okay, listen, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And uh, yep. when we get that information from around the coaches and um, and any sources that we can verify, we, we certainly put it up, but I don't get a sense right now. Yep, maybe a little too early in his recruiting process. So be sure to check out LandryFootball.com, the Daily Notebooks, the recruiting stuff is all there, all the latest on the class of 2020 and beyond. Let's move on to our Scouts Eye portion of the podcast, Chris. And today we're going to focus in on the Ohio State Receiving Corps, which has been revamped with a couple of new additions and also younger players stepping into starting roles. How do the Buckeyes look It's in terms of their passing offense this year? Well, you know, I think a lot of it uh, is going to be about the quarterback in Justin Fields, but how well he plays and develops is is one story. But one of the things when you look at uh, the best, you know, receiving core in cores in 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 um, in the Big Ten uh, in terms of receivers, you know, I'd look at it and say probably Michigan, mm-hmm. Minnesota's very underrated, Nebraska's underrated, and Purdue's really good. You might look in terms of experience, you know, probably put Ohio State fourth, fifth, no lower than fifth. But I'm going to tell you, they've got some special looking players that I've done a lot of film work on recently that it's one of the cases where Ohio State's receiving core by the end of the year, will probably be within the top two or three, definitely depth wise in the Big Ten. The freshman Garrett Wilson is one of the more impressive guys that they've signed in their their recent recruiting history. Um, he, I don't know where he's going to fit in as a true freshman and crack in the lineup, but it's going to be determined in August camp. But th- this guy is really, really good. Um, the sophomore, Chris Olaf, is a future star. This guy catches mm. everything. He's a precise route runner. Um, I mean, he K.J. Hill's the number one guy. This guy could challenge and be 1A. So – uh, he's been been outstanding, and last year was simply uh, outstanding, and you can see what he can do. Listen, uh, with Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon all gone, there's going to be room for those guys. And Benjamin Victor is another potential breakout candidate. Uh, candidate. Austin Max, another one. Two wideouts that have done a really good job. Um, Victor is 6'4", 205, good catch radius, radius. It's a good group, an athletic group, a talented group, a nice mixture, but not a lot of polish or production yet. And I'm very curious to see this will take this offense to a different level. If Justin Fields can throw the football effectively, they have a lot of weapons they develop. It's going to be about the running game, no question, improvement on the offensive line. But I think if the the quarterback play can be effective enough, these receivers will end up being stars sooner than later. 
Well, you mentioned the running game and Justin Fields and and with J.K. Dobbins going to be the top tailback for them this year, how much does he impact the game in terms of catching the ball out of the backfield, utilizing the screen pass? Maybe it's a play fake. How much is he going to help open up the pass offense for the Buckeyes? Oh, I think a lot. I mean, I think that the check down option to be able to work you know, the check down um, is going to be really important. I think one of the things that you have to do in good offenses, and I have a lot of faith in Ryan Day being able to do this, and that, mm-hmm. you know, make it easier for your quarterback. I mean, allow the dump down pass to, to be a factor for you, but they're really talented. There's no question about it. Remember the name, too. It's a great name. Master Teague the third. Yeah. Freshman, right? Teague. Yeah. He's a true freshman. He's another guy that's going to be out. They've they're loaded at running back. I mean, uh, there's no question about it, but JK's the bell call guy. He's definitely going to be the main guy that's going to be focused in on taking things over. Uh, But they've got some really good, uh, you know, he split carries with Weber and, uh, but, but he's the guy, he is definitely the guy now, but they've got a lot of talent that, that, that the running back position that they can, throw out of you but he's the he's the guy going in right now the bell call running back and demario mccall too in that demario demario can be a factor and we'll see he and teague will fight it out to get you know the backup carries behind Dobbins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely and we're going to keep watching as you mentioned freshman wide receiver garrett wilson um we're going to have to watch out for him and see how much he has an impact on this offense but like you said they're going to go where Justin Fields is going to take them and, and that kind of transitions me to uh the the coach's corner portion of the podcast Chris Justin Fields is coming into this program transferring from Georgia and having immense expectations thrust upon him and you look at him you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts as well going from Alabama now taking over the starting job at Oklahoma these players coming not only into new teams new schools new programs it's not just like an NFL player going to a new team it's a lot more involved when you're talking about transferring to a different college I went to college you went to college there's a lot that goes in it's not just signing up and playing with new teammates there's a lot that goes into it but the expectations upon these guys, especially someone like Fields who comes in with all this hype, how do they handle that? How does a quarterback come in from the from wherever they're coming in from and expect to be a leader right away in a completely new atmosphere? Well, it's very difficult, but, you know, guys that are natural leaders pick it up. I, I remember when Russell Wilson made the move to Wisconsin from North Carolina State. and you know, I remember hearing things like within two weeks, he became the leader of the team. That That's just kind of innate and you just have it or you don't. But then part of it, too, is going into a program, you know, fitting in, not wanting to kind of lead by example, lead by, you know, cultivating a, 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 a culture and a relationship with, with your players and not like dictating, hey, you do this, you do that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a way to do it. Now, it, it is a big challenge for Justin in my mind because he we don't have a big sample size from him. Yeah. And I think a lot's going to be expected. And not only do you have him, but you've got Ryan Day being a first-time head coach. Yes, he was a head coach in an interim role, but this is a different deal. I, I think that there's a greater challenge there, whereas 
you know, to me, Jalen Hurts, there's probably greater expectation because you've had to transfer quarterbacks, have really good success at Oklahoma that have gone on and, listen, won, um, won Heisman trophies and done great things. Um, now it's your turn. And if you don't do it, then what does that say about you? Because, you know, the other two have done it. And so that that's probably even greater pressure. And that's an offense that really clicks. Now, here's what I would say to counter that is they've done it before. Oklahoma's had some success with quarterbacks that have been, you know, really successful with Murray and Baker Mayfield that they know how to get a new quarterback acclimated. And while I don't think, I think Jalen Hurts' skill sets are a little different than those two guys, um, I think you'll see him have probably a little bit more seamless, seam, uh, seamless success in terms of being able to, to work the passing game. But I think he's going to be more runner than the other two. Um, but I think that may be an easier transition than, uh, than in Ohio State. When you see a quarterback coming in like like these two players are, what is the best way to become a true leader? Is it the work that is done not necessarily during practice? Is it like, do, do you become a leader in the weight room? Do you become a leader in the meeting rooms? You know, the team camaraderie. Is that more important than just putting in the reps on the field and getting into a rhythm with your new teammates on the offense? No question, because that's all you can do in the offseason. So your teammates seeing you um, at every workout, maybe being the first guy there, the last guy to leave, guy that is that that wants to do everything, that takes no shortcuts and does all the – encourages teammates. Then a guy that spends extra time in the weight room. And mm-hmm. it, you can spend the time you want, all the time you want in the weight in, – in, in excuse me, in the film room, uh, in addition to the weight room. You can spend all the time in the film. You gotta, you gotta know your offense. You've gotta know your responsibility. The best way to lead is to have the answers, to know what it is that is expected of you, what is expected of the receivers, the protections, the back. So, you know, I it it, it is kind of the way you have to do it at any level. You need to do the extra work so that when y'all meet together as a staff. You have the answers. You have the answers. You've quizzed yourself so that you're the smartest guy in the room, not mm. the smart aleck, but you have the answers and always, you know, maybe ask the questions, be the leader. That is where you do it. I think you do that by example. And if you do that, you start to earn the team and win the team because the one thing that they need to see is they need to see if you're a member of the offense, you get in the huddle that you know what to do, you know where to lead them, they believe in you, and then the defense will see that and believe in you. I tell you a little quick story, and this applies to college as well, but when Drew Bledsoe came into the league and was drafted in the NFL, uh, you know, he got in and you know, he didn't really, you know, he, like most guys didn't know quite how to do it, but boy, he got in early and he watched film every day and he did a good job and you know, he was was in in the film room at six thirty in the morning and watching film. And you know, Parcells called him in and had a little conversation. And and he asked him how it was going and what he was doing. And Coach Bill kind of known what he was doing. And uh, he says, you know, Coach, I'm getting it this time. I'm doing. It. He says, 
you're doing good. He says, but let me tell you how I want you to do it from now on. Instead of getting in at 6.30, you get in at 5.30. Mm-hmm. And then you bring the donuts for everybody. <laughs> so so now you come in. You, you By coming in a little earlier, you get to go through all the tape, make all your notes, so that when you're sitting in the film room, just as I just said, with the other players on the team, you've already looked at it. So you are more schooled. That's what you need to be. You kind of need to be the the teacher's pet, the, the the guy that knows the most. So now when you see it, you can say, yeah, I did that wrong. I took that step wrong. And what we got to do there at that route is this, this. That's what you need to know. And if you get in there early and do it, stay later at night, whatever, and then bring, bring that in to encourage guys to come in early and maybe to come in early, look forward to the donuts, whatever he says. He says, that's what you do. And then what you'll do, you're not going to win the team by buying donuts. Okay. But you're going to kind of you know, do something nice for them. You get in there early. They, the veterans now, you know, this is different in the NFL, but so even in college now, you got the guy that's, you know, been in the program two, three years as a senior, upcoming senior, and say they see this guy that's coming from a new school and he's spending the extra time doing all those extra things. Those things really matter. And that resonates. Players know what other players do. They know when they take shortcuts. They know when they're phonies and they know when they're real, man. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. do. And they see it. And you can see it around. I give you another example. Um, you know, we we see in Joe Burrow at LSU. Um, last year, he made that jump, kind of earned respect to his team. But now that he's had an entire year, he is the alpha dog leader. I mean, he's yes. the guy that leads them in every run and any 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 conditioning drills. See, that's where it really starts to settle in, and you become in. Sometimes it takes longer. But I think you can expedite things with how you prepare and how you practice. If you got the answers, they will follow you because that's what your teammates do. If you're a phony and you don't, it, it, it just doesn't happen. Jamarcus mm-hmm. Russell was a phony in college, a phony NFL, and that's why it took him so long to start in college. And no one bought into him. You can't fool the locker room. Nope, you can't. And that. Look, it's, it's why I was a third-string quarterback in high school. Not because I ran a mean scout team, Chris. It was because <laughs> I memorized I memorized the playbook. And so when, when we were in practices and, you know, the coach would call out the plays and our first-string quarterback would be confused, he'd yell, he'd yell at me and tell me to call out what to do. And so I might have not have been, I I wasn't the best player, but I memorized that playbook. (laughs) So I was the guy that would call out what the play was. Uh, But you know what, you know what the Drew Bledsoe story especially reminds me of. Remember watching Hard Knocks last year and the conversation that Hugh Jackson had with Baker Mayfield when he asked him what time he wakes up in the morning and what time, you know, he gets in. And then he said, look at five, meaning to Rod Taylor. And he's like, you know, look, look at when he comes in and, and then the clips, they show him, he comes in before the sun comes up, right? Mm-hmm. He's the first one in the, in the facility. And he's like, you need to do what five's doing. You need to be here as early as he is. It's not just, I wake up at eight, at 8 AM and I'm here an hour before practice. No, he's like, go look at what five's doing. You need to do that. And and what Hugh Jackson was telling him is because Hugh Jackson knew that Baker Mayfield's the future of this team. He's going to be the starting quarterback of this team. But until he starts acting like 
the veteran quarterback and getting there before everybody else, he's not going to be ready to get that respect that he's he needs. And and listen, and for all of his talent and success last year, um, being a leader is not calling out your teammate and speaking mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on speaking for the team. You know, uh, and, and, and they, the new head coach and general manager pulled them inside. And uh-uh, that's, that's not how you're going to do it. Young man. You, you don't call out a teammate and say the adult talk about other players contracts or whether you're not, that's not your job that that's not being a leadership. So that was a little thing that he took a step back. There are people in that locker room didn't really appreciate that or like that. And so now I, th- I think that he's got to you know, do a better job of that. And I think I'm too many will he's cocky. And people are like, oh, cocky's there. No, no, no. No, being confident and uh, being being a jerk are two different things. And you know, you can be jerky and you can you can call guys out when you've earned that and you've earned their respect, and you are that hardest guy working and and you do what's best for you. When when you sit there and kind of it's about you and you kind of do the little staring at the opposing coach and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff mm-hmm. is very immaturish. That starts to wail. Just act with maturity, do your job. And when there's a problem, it's my fault. Blame it on yourself and not blame it on someone else. I think that's important. And listen, there, there are other guys, probably Ben Roethlisberger could have done a better job of handling situations. Although Antonio Brown was a more than a handful to deal with. You know, you don't criticize uh, your your teammate on your radio show talking about he ran the wrong. I don't know what he was doing there in the red. Mm. No, you don't do that. You may believe that it may be true. You don't do that. And so even a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, that's won a Super Bowl, been around the league for a long time. He stepped, you know, across the line. So when you're dealing in college, it's all the more important that, you know, you you make sure that you're one of them, but that you're going to be a leader by example. Come on my back. Because I've prepared, I've studied, I've been there, and you don't say it, you live it, and they see it, and that's where guys start to really rally. And that are the little intangibles that start to make your team develop into something special or, you know, fall short of your goals. Yep, and a guy like Jalen Hurts knows that already because he's been there, done that. We'll see if Justin Fields can get that now that he is going to be presumably the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you head to LandryFootball.com right now, you're going to find everything that you need to know during this scouting season. All the recruiting information around college football, all the latest roster construction between the NFL and the college as well. Don't forget, listen to free podcasts every day on LandryFootball.com. From college football, including new daily SEC and Big Ten podcasts for you Ohio State fans, to the NFL, to a deep dive into scouting and coaching world. It's all at LandryFootball.com. For less than a magazine subscription, you get the inside info, get inside the game of football, because if you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com, Chris. Well, we, we certainly think so, and there's no offseason for us, as you mentioned. What are we doing right now? Well, in our notebooks every day, we're keeping you update on what's going on. Who's really looking good around NFL um, uh, offseason activities for our NFL fans? College, it's just loaded. Recruiting information every day. I also like to break in some film room nuggets every day. Got something on, you know, Illinois and, you know, like we talked about Ohio State today. Who's, who's really stepping up? Who can really do what? 
you know, not just the the top schools, but everybody. We kind of take a peek inside the film room and tell you what to expect. So a lot of news and notes, and then we've got the breakdowns. We break down every college, their roster, grade the players. We do the same in the NFL. So it is football season right now. They just haven't started play, playing games, and mm-hmm. we get you ready for the football season by breaking down the rosters and giving you a leg up on what's going on. So check us out with great opportunity. We got our scouting season sale. That's only good this time of year. Take advantage of it. You get not only this time of year, but the entire football season, the entire draft next year, recruiting, everything. So take advantage of that today. Um, just by going to the front page of LandryFootball.com. A lot of free stuff, as Scott mentioned, but um, for the membership package, we've got a great season discount. Less than a magazine subscription will take you inside the film room and into the college and NFL scene. And don't forget to follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. Follow me at Scott's On Air, And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to new episodes of the College Football Film Room Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from or check us out on Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Until next week, Chris. Hey, look forward to it, Scott. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.